Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 645. For comics originally coming out, holy crap, we are into June. We are talking about books for, for June the 8th and June the 9th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic shop this coming Wednesday, missed you guys last week, heard you guys did a great job without me, and there's been requests for anybody but me to do it, but unfortunately... Not true, not true, not true. Um, people do love Mike uh, when he when he pops in, so it's nice to to have him uh, spend a little time with us. That was cool, but it's really nice to have you back, Kyle. And, Daw, uh, nicest thing the Big Brothers ever said. Glad you uh, made made it safe and sound from the windy city. Yep, only uh, don't. I found a half price books, dug through some stuff, did not find any gold in the comic world in Chicago, but I tried. Yeah, well, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. Glad you were able to get away and do a little bit of that. That's fun. Yeah, always. Well, while you were gone, um, we have to wish a hearty congratulations to John Abel, who is our patron winner for uh, the June contest, uh, May contest, spring, was it spring, summer contest, (laughs) Uh, where we gave away a CGC 9.8. Um, John is our first Canadian winner. So Ooh, congrats. international podcast that we, we are, are. We are international now. So congrats to you, and thank you for being a patron, and thank you to Adam Pastory for providing uh, that CGC98 for him. I'm not sure what the title is. I'll have to check with him and see which one he picked um, so that we can uh, continue to... Hopefully we can give away one more... Um, so we're going to, let's continue to uh, beat the drum that we are giving away at least one more CGC 9-8 uh, comic to new patrons. Well, existing patrons as well. Any patrons. So patrons a, a, of all a patron, ages. A patron at any level on our Patreon site, um, which is patreon.com slash comicsfunprofit. And it's not just a contest giveaway. It's also where you can get access to our Slack channel, where you can get exclusive and early access episodes. Um, there's a lot of fun reviews on there that have not seen the light of day elsewhere, and some other uh, commentary and fun stuff. Pictures of not one, but two of the meals I ate while on vacation also in the Slack. And you can get that nowhere else. Nowhere <laughs> by else. By being a Patreon. Yeah. So... Follow along with Kyle's gastronomy. Uh, there you go. Um, there's there's tons of other free stuff that we're um, providing as well at different levels. But you can get you can join at any level to be entered in the contest um, and get a piece and get onto our Slack channel. We appreciate that, and we appreciate everyone who does contribute at those levels and supports us. Uh, we love that very very much. Now it. Because you were gone, we got to play catch up a little bit, Kyle. Because previews all came out last week, and there wasn't anybody here to talk about it. No. So you, my friend, um, and I are going to talk a little bit about Image and Never what they have to it. offer. In it's June for what is that? September? August? June for August? August, yes. Yeah. So June for August comics. Um, in the previews catalog, and right off the bat, we have Echo Lands number one, which is J. H. Williams the third and William A. Hayden Blackman 
uh, with uh, Williams doing the art and Dave Stewart helping him and on colors. We haven't seen a lot of Williams since those Catwoman days, right? And or this ba- is Batwoman. The, this days. is the team from Batwoman. This is the Batwoman team. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Um, it looks really good. It is a no-risk title from Image, so that's one of those deals where I think they can order as many as they want and get to return them, um, the ones that they don't sell. So I like that. I like when they put a little uh, oomph behind it to try to... Art is wackadoo and crazy and quite well done. Uh, Scrolling a couple more pages in your preview, you get a couple splash pages of... Yeah, very inventive. Cheeseburgers in the sky and the... Yeah, yeah. A very inventive comic layouts. Uh, you know, like he, some of the stuff he did um, previously, and and mm-hmm. it looks like he's even getting crazier. So it, it's beautiful to look at. Um, we'll see if it's a fun read. Uh, I don't know yet, but it's a story of Earth's last war, which starts with Hope's sticky fingers, and they're, they're calling it a major Image Comics event. So it's a, a future world that has forgotten its history. A reckless thief, Hope Red Hood, holds the key to excavating its dark, strange past. If only she and her crew can escape a tyrannical wizard and his unstoppable daughter. But fate will send them all on a path leading to a war between worlds. Echo Lands is in landscape format. Um, mythic, fa- mythic fiction epic where anything is possible, a fast pace genre mashup adventure that combines everything from horror movie vampires to classic mobsters and cyborg elves to Roman demigods and retro rocket ships. It's going to be a hell of a ride. Kyle, are you in? Or are Seems you like out? there's a little too much going on here. <laughs> yeah, it's 44 um, pages. It's 5 bucks, four ninety nine. Comes out August 25th. Um, landscape, what's that do for you? Anything? Landscape format? Mostly confuses me, but I think I can get her figured out. Yeah. Um, eh, I'll dip in, but I'm not excited. Yeah. we got definitely got to get that first issue and sample it. Um, and then we'll go from there. Yep, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, then we got King Spawn, Kyle. Co-written by Todd McFarlane and Sean Lewis. Nearly three decades in the making, expanding the Spawn universe with a growing presence of hell, heaven, and heroes here on Earth. That's pretty dope. Yeah. If you like Spawn, you'll like this. If you don't like Spawn, don't even try. Um, We're going to relaunch Ant with Ant number one from Eric Larson. Um, So this is the Ant that that we... Yeah. Okay, explain to me this. I, I was hoping you could explain it to me. Dang so, it. So we got like issue like 13 or something a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it was something that had continued from a long time ago in the image history. And now we're going to relaunch it. I, yeah, I think this is not for me. I think this. Yeah, I think it's, it's too far gone for me to be a part of it. Thanks for playing, but you yeah. knew. Yeah, good job, Eric Larson. That's cool. Glad you get to chase your dragon and finish this thing up and do it the way you want. That's great. But I don't know if I want to try to catch up and understand what's happening. Yeah. I miss too much. Here we go. Here we have a five-issue 
story arc, we have The Me You Love in the Dark. My boy Scotty Young with a very non-Scotty Young looking book. Yeah. Jorge Corona on art. That's pretty cool. Um, it is under a horror drama romance series. Um, so I know Scotty Young from I Hate Fairyland and you know some of his writings from Strange Academy and stuff like that. Uh, this is this is a little different. Yeah, he's probably trying to dip into the, some of that something is killing the children money that's, mm-hmm. that's getting thrown around out there, and he's trying to get a little chunk of that maybe. Yeah, all oh, that's right. This is the middle Middle West team, duh. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. You got me. I don't really care for horror or drama or romance, but I love the Middle West, so sure. I I like all those, so yeah. I'm I'm definitely in. Um, and I, I yeah, I hope it's hope it's good. I I really like this cover. It's really striking. Yeah, the tonally dark storytelling of favorites like Lock and Key and Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard Book, paired with the emotional depth of Middle West. Yeah. It's about an artist named Roe who retreats from the grind of the city to an old house in a small town to find solace and inspiration without realizing the muse within is not what she expected. Fans of Stephen King and Neil Gaiman will enjoy this beautiful, dark, and disturbing story of discovery, love, and terror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, the sample pages, pretty nice. I do see yeah. a little lock and key in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it looks really darn good, so I'm psyched for this. And when does it come out? We've got uh, it's a f- August 18th. Or no, August, that's the other August 4th. Yep. It's only 3.99, so they're not giving us the oversized, expensive issue. 32 pages is fine with me. Um, yeah, excited for that. Not too shabby. And then we have Second Chances, number one, from writer Ricky Mamoni and Max Bertolini on art. This is Crime and Mystery, Action and Adventure. And uh, I, I like that kind of stuff. It's a stylized action-packed series. Best described as Sin City by way of Better Call Saul. I can get behind that. Another no-risk title. Um, looks black and white right now. I don't know if it hasn't been colored or it's not going to be colored. Does it say? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's black and white. Black and white, yeah. Black and white. So, kind of risky. See how that goes. Not everybody can do Walking Dead, right? Mm-mm. I don't even like that Walking Dead does it anymore. <laughs> yeah, now that they're, col- they're in color, I prefer yeah. it that way. I was like, hey, why didn't they just do this from the get-go? Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, then we have uh, Saint Mercy number one. It's a four issue miniseries by John Zerplatin, and art by Attilio Roja. Um, action adventure, historical fiction. It's a tale of re- a vengeful retribution, show the best kind. Um, it's an Inca Empire uh, versus the American West, and features two strong, determined young women who must defy authority and ultimately embrace their destiny. Uh, nope. Well, moving yeah, on. Action adventure of Indiana Jones with no nonsense female leads like those in the old guard and Witchblades. Looking yeah. at it, it looks cool. I like the the art. The, looks neat, but it's four issues, and I don't think I can even get anything I want out of this in four issues. Yeah, you know what? I don't really like the time period. It yeah, seems I don't to either. be said. It. I'm not a big fan of 
that time period. So I, uh, I'm gonna have to think about that one. Um, slow week, maybe I'll maybe I read it. There you go. Oh wow! Okay, so Trover saves the universe. Number one, we also have from Image for fans of Rick and Morty and Mega Man. Hey, I'm uh, I'm both of those. Things. You're both of those things. I'm both of those things. Uh, the first thing that jumps off is. There is a cover B with art by Justin Roiland, who is the uh, the voice of uh, Morty and many, 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 many characters. Oh. Uh, so I don't believe I've seen uh, him do much in the way of art before, so that's kind of cool. A new limited series filled with mystery, murder, and mayhem from fan-favorite author Tess Stone, set in the world of Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland's hit video game series Trover Saves the Universe. Welcome to the ICJ, Important Cosmic Jobs, where the boss ranks employees, and at the end of each month, the worst employees literally get the axe. It's really not a great gig. But when ICJ's top eye-hole monster winds up dead, the company's most inept and rival employees, Clover and Bo, are falsely accused of his murder and hunted by the space cops. Now they must clear their names and unravel a conspiracy that reaches the very top. That is, if they don't get if they don't kill each other first. All right, this looks wacky. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Let me know how that is. <laughs> I'm probably not gonna jump in on that one. Yeah. Um, no, Nora Cinder eighteen. I dropped this a long time ago. I didn't know it was still happening, but this is a series finale, so maybe it's been a while uh, since since the Cinders had a book. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but it's coming back to finish up. It's with its 18th issue. And stay tuned in a couple months for Resender. <laughs> or Are you B- serious? No, I'm just guessing. Okay. I was going to say, it... we have Descender. Here's Ascender. Yeah. yeah. So they'll, we'll, we'll, they'll figure out another play on that. that word. There you go. Continue it. And then, exciting, we've got the, tw- we've got the anniversary issue. Uh, 25th anniversary issue for Ice Cream Man. For- 25th anniversary for the 25th issue. Yes, yes. And that is where we get one, two, three, four, five covers. Mm-hmm. And uh, of the two that I see, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. It's 40 pages. It's going to be five bucks. They're raising it a dollar and, and oversized. Having a, They're going to have a special backup story in there. Um, Do we know any of these cover artists? Uh, Fraser Irving, yes. Okay. So yes, one. I, I just thought they were kind of, kind of, not your normal celebratory. Yeah. Additional cover people. Right, because it's it's a different different type of comic. Different ball of wax, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Moonshine's finishing up finally with its. 28th issue uh, so Brian Azzarello is going to put a pin on this one this did he sell drama. the series has this done anything yeah I, I, I dropped it long long ago so I don't yeah. know couldn't remember if it had been optioned or anything yeah maybe yeah because I've got like a bunch of signed copies of the first few from a few years at, from Brian Azzarello oh yeah a few years ago I'm just trying to think of now the as it's winding down, or if we, I can't remember if there's option stuff. I can't remember that. There's so many things get optioned and then they just die on the vine somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Radiant Black hits issue seven. We'll see where that Kyle goes. Kyle Higgins. Yep. Does a good job. Doing so well. We're getting a one and 25. Uh, they're going to collect uh, Deep Beyond into a trade. We're going to do a deluxe edition for Gideon Falls. Helm Greycastle is getting collected. Um, Labyrinth is getting a hardcover. Lady Mechanic is getting a trade and a hardcover. Uh, some original uh, graphic novels are being released. One's called Ponderworld Volume 1. They're going to collect uh, Robert Kirkman. Not Robert Kirkman. They're going to collect uh, Radiant Black. And Robert Kirkman says it's the perfect comic, superhero comic for anyone who misses Invincible. Ah. That's a pretty praise. nice. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Mm. Two Moons gets collected. Birthright gets collected for its final epilogue collection. Uh, and then we're going to bring a man among you back, which is a big surprise. So issue six, uh, Stephanie Phillips seemed to be stretched pretty thin, doing a lot of things mm-hmm. over at the big two there. And I didn't think she was going to um, revisit this so soon. But it looks like uh, she found some time. So issue six is coming out with a new story arc. Chew, I stopped. I stopped reading that re reissue. I don't. Yeah, that didn't do anything for me. I'm not sure if you enjoyed it or not. Mm-mm, wasn't my thing. Yeah, we've got uh, Commanders in Crisis. That's the story of Steve Orlando thing. I never, never even started that one. Uh, Similar to Radiant Black, we have a image. Ser- it's under the superheroes category, so that's probably why you avoided it. Cause you. Not an image superheroes guy. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. There's something about it that pushed me away. Uh, Crossover's back with issue nine. Good old Donny Cates. Doing some fun stuff there. See, uh, under Department of Truth number 12 there, they've actually started putting in Hollywood news uh, for that. So they actually have a blurb within the solicit picked up by Sister, best known for producing HBO's Chernobyl. Tiny will co-write the script uh, at this stage. is intended to be developed as a series, and both he and Simmons will executive produce via the Hollywood Reporter. So ah, that's even cool. the uh, previews catalog soliciting uh, a little spec stuff. news. Yeah, put a little spec yeah, news in there. How nice. Uh, did you ever revisit Die? You said you were going to kind of uh, try to catch up on that. You were... Oh, no. But every single time we do these, I decide I want to revisit that and probably start very, from the very beginning and then completely forget. But I actually really like Die. And you read, like, the first arc, right? Yep. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. I don't think I even finished the first arc, so I need to probably do the same. Oh, Fire, Firepower gets an issue 14. Geiger at issue 5. Good Asians at issue 4. Uh, hey Kids is at issue 4. It's only got a couple left after this. 
uh, home finishes with issue 5. curious what this Jupiter's Legacy turns out to be. We just got some news that uh, Jupiter's Legacy got cancelled at Netflix after we thought it was going to be picked up. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty warm response and then... Warm yeah. Warm. So I guess that uh, the met the metrics came back and not enough people watched it fast enough, I guess. However they measure their ratings in net Netflix yeah. land. I uh, did finish reading the um, first issue of Made in Korea. It's really good. Um, so it's fourth issue is listed here. It's something you should check out. I liked it a lot. And it was great to have Manifest Destiny back. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just finished that. What is it? 45, I think? 44? Um, and, you know, it's it's in the last story arc, so... Really, really good stuff. And this is a very strange cover for issue That's 46. That's what I was just about to say. We got, yeah. Yeah, so we got some kind of like animation looking stuff on the front of mm -hmm. it. Not its normal type of art style. Uh, that Amelia Clark written MOM, uh, Mother of Madness, so it has its second issue here. Uh, Noctera is on issue 6. Uh, the Old Guard. The Old Guard Tales Through Time is interesting because it's it's not Rucka uh, writing that stuff. It's um, he's just like letting other people write stories mm -hmm. in his world, kind of like Black Hammer did, Lemire did with Black Hammer, and um, they, what's her face, Kelly Sue DeConnick did with um, Bitch Planet, mm -hmm. where where. You know they they do their book and for some reason they move go do something else but they let people play in their sandbox. I I like that because it's giving me something. Not to, it's not exactly the thing I want. Yeah. But but it's something in, that's related. I mean, it's better than letting your comic just sit and do nothing for a long and just disappear of and fall off completely. It's like here, you write. I got something else going on. Like I think. I think the Southern Bastards team should do that. If if they're not going to do any more Southern Bastards, and that's Jason Aaron and who's the other guy? Do you remember? From Southern Bastards? No, no. I can't remember off the top of my yeah, head. I can't, I can't either. We're stupid. Um, but, I mean, it's been so long. Mm -hmm. And they're not obviously not going to get it back around to it. Maybe they've had a falling out. I don't know. But I'll, I want some more Southern Bastards. That's a great yep. world that they've built. So they should do this kind of thing. Let other people play in your sandbox. Yeah, keep it going. Uh, Silver, Silver Coin uh, hits issue 5 and it's determined it's now an ongoing. So it was a four-issue miniseries, maybe a five-issue miniseries. Um, so now it's an ongoing series. So a uh, couple of issues in, that was all they needed to see. To, the sales must have been strong enough, and they decided to go um, flip the switch the other way. There you go. Which begs the, the question, Kyle. 
why call it a miniseries to begin with? <laughs> right? True. Why do you do this? There is no advantage to that. We've said that the, a million times. The, the, I see no advantage to calling something a miniseries from the beginning. Um, I did read the f the preview pa pages for the six sidekick sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, and it looks really great. So hmm. its third issue is uh, solicited here. I'm, it should be should be out any time. That first Thank issue. You. Oh, let's see, Stillwater's hitting 10. Sweet Paprika is number two. Siphon is on number two. That Texas Blood is coming back for its ninth issue. Time Before Time is on four. And Walking Dead hits issue 20. And down to two covers. Is that a bad sign for Walking Dead? That we no, it, had our big Michonne with all of our covers. Was 20 the um, first governor? No. Is it? It's is, like 25, 29, something like that. Oh, is it? Yep. <clears throat> I don't Some know. Some good stuff in Image. A couple new things, a few old things, mostly things wrapping up, which makes me think that uh, the month after this will be the big one for Image. Why do you think that? Some things wrapping up, because we got several series on kind of their their last one or last couple things, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean as I go through that stuff... I mean, it's I'm I'm closest to being all in at Image than mm -hmm. any other other publisher. I, I've got to be like sixty or seventy percent of, yeah. of their titles that I'm reading, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but now that we've got some uh, eye on the future, let's take a quick look at what's getting hot right now with our um, our cover price top ten. Yeah, cover price top ten. We start at rank number 10. We have X-Men number 53 from 1996. This issue features the first full appearance of Onslaught. His reappearance at the end of X-Men Way of X number 2 has stirred up interest in his first appearance, moving 41 copies in a CGC 9.8, going for $265. So for the longest... So uh, this is uh, some very rare occurrence of a comic stirring another comic. Normally it's a TV show stirring another comic. <laughs> yeah. Arag 9, Marvel Comics presents number 117 from 1992. This issue marks the first meeting of Wolverine and Venom. This book was showcased on the podcast. I'm assuming that's for uh, Cover Price, so one of their podcasts or something like that. And took off due to long-term potential and fun nostalgia-based cover. Uh, just 17 moved, but a CGC 9.8 at $140. At rank 8, we have Hardcore, number 1, second print. <coughs> uh, this is from 2012. Deadline announced that Adam Wingard to direct Hardcore for Universal and Robert Kirkman. The series first appeared during Top Cal's 2010 pilot season. If you recall, Top Cal tested various comic concepts throughout their pilot season. If readers responded well to one, then it continued on to a full or limited series. However, Kirkman and Silvestri's Hardcore did not. Flash forward to 2018, when the title was refreshed under the Skybound in the new Hardcore 2018 series. Uh, the similarities 
are very close. The biggest change is centered around how assassins take over the bodies of random people by taking a hardcore shot to the spine. In the new series, they do it via VR headsets. Uh-oh, a little too close to home. Note, this film will be developed to more recent 2018's version. Despite this, the hard-to-find second print of the first version from 2012 uh, did move 12 copies, and we're up to 58 bucks for a raw on this one. Yeah, so I guess my 2018 version isn't going to do much then. If the Maybe. 20, if the 2012 is only doing 58 bucks for a raw... Eh, maybe. Maybe we'll get some casting or something. Yeah, some something might spike something and be like, hey, let's yeah. give this a shot. At rank seven, we have Infinite, Infamous Iron Man number one from 2016. The issue features the first appearance of Victor Von Doom as Iron Man and the Tony Stark AI, or at least the third version. This book is now trending due to strong speculation that Robert Downey Jr. will be the AI for Riri Williams. Moved 41 copies. CGC 9.8 going for $250. Uh, keep in mind that this is the third version of Tony's AI. The first AI appeared in Superior Spider-Man 1, where the AI was destroyed in Superior Iron Man 9. The second AI appeared in Iron Man Hypervelocity, where the AI is also presumed to be destroyed. Blah, 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 blah. At rank 6, we have Captain America 16 from 2006. This issue marks the first appearance of Red Skull's daughter, Cynthia Schmidt, as Sin, previously appearing as Mother Superior. This is trending due to speculation that she could appear as the main villain in Captain America 4. So, $600 for 9.8. Dang! Some good money on 9.8. Yeah. Uh, Bitter Root number 13, the Sanford Green Beat Street. Uh, image book from 2021 that just came out. Sanford Green has continuously created some fantastic film homage variants throughout his bitter run. Oh, that's cool. I hadn't seen that. Um. <coughs> However, on the heels of recent Bitterroot news, this gorgeous Beat Street homage hit that must-have nerve for a lot of collectors, moving 10 copies on the secondary market and a raw going for $50. Seasons Beatings, number one, the Marco Jujevec variant from 2018. This hard-to-find Kang variant shows up on this list due to an aftermarket boost in sales after being showcased on podcast. 45 bucks for all. Witches, number one, Image 2014 book. We've got a lot of these. In a recent comic book resources interview, Scott Snyder gave an update on Witches and Undiscovered Country content adaptations. With Undiscovered Country, we're working on a screenplay right now for New Republic. He said, we have about another four weeks before we hand in the draft, so it's commenced and it's all good. And Witches is definitely still in development, too. This news brought new life to this book that had plummeted in value since its first option back in 2014. This news helped this issue move 102 wow. copies. And a CGC 9.8 hitting almost $250. At rank 2 from 2003, we have Superman's 10 Cent Adventure. This issue is the first appearance of Supergirl, or Sirel, who will be appearing on the CW's The Flash, played by actress... Sasha Kelly moving 80 copies, $25 for a raw. 
And, of course, number one being Hardcore number one from 2010 from Image and Top Cow. As noted, this Top Cow pilot season book landed in the number one spot after Universal announced that it's developing this film. And this coming into a film and will focus on the more updated 2018 version, but still moving 50 copies and a near-mint plus raw for almost $75. So, near-mint near near plus, um, what... They're both raw, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, what's the difference? Yeah, who knows? You you think it's you think it's a a nine eight? You think it's a ten? What does that mean? <laughs> it's a nine eight. In no way, it's ten. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, for uh, number eleven, we have the Eternals. Number one from nineteen seventy six is the first appearance of the Eternals, and it's trending again due to due, due to a fantastic full trailer which hit uh this helps sell 49 copies at a high sale of a thousand dollars for a cgc 9.6 did you see the trailer kyle uh i saw stills of the trailer but i didn't actually watch the whole thing yet no look pretty good cool i'm down there you go uh rank 12 we have amazing spider-man 375 this from 1993 this is the first appearance of uh, Anne Wiling, played by Michelle Williams in Venom, and is anticipated to return in Venom 2, so it sold 19 copies, had a high sale of $515 for a CGC 9.8. So the ex-girlfriend is worth 500 bucks in 9.8. She, she must become something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rank 13, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, number 3, the Freddie Williams 1 in 10. Um, this just came out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Ronin number three finally came out, and this one in ten sold fifty six copies, and had a high sale of fifty bucks for a raw. At rank fourteen, we have Spider Man Unlimited from nineteen ninety three, the first issue. Uh, still benefiting from the Carnage trailer. This first appearance of Shriek sold fifty one copies and had a high sale of three hundred dollars for a CGC nine eight. Rank 15, we have the Eternals number 3. The recent Eternals trailer, Cersei was front and center through most of it. This first appearance of Cersei, played by Gemma Chan, sold 38 copies at a high sale of $1,295 for a CGC 9.8. At rank 16, we have Ghost Rider 28 from 1992, the first full cameo appearance of the Midnight Suns. And this had this sold eight thirty eight copies at a high sale of seventy six dollars for a CGC nine O. Uh, at rank seventeen, we have something is killing the children number one, the local comic shop day variant, twenty twenty foil. Sold thirty three copies, and had a high sale of one hundred and seventy dollars for a CGC nine eight. Uh, rank eighteen, we from we had Ghost Rider thirty one from nineteen ninety two. Uh, this is also uh, related to Midnight Sun's early stuff uh, and had a high sale of just $30 for $29 for a raw copy. At rank 19, we have Black Panther number one from 1998. Um, Deadline reports that deny Guerrero to reprise a Koyo role in Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Disney Plus Origin spinoff series. So with Akoya, Zuri, Naomi, and the Dora Milaje first appearance in this issue. It's the, Norma, the Dora Milaje. Oh, yeah, from uh, Falcon. Yep. 
that was the best part of that episode. They were awesome. <laughs> it sold 23 copies and had a high sale of almost $400 for a CGC 9.6. Um, uh, number 20, we have Black Widow number 7, the one in 25. Uh, Lucy Nguyen first appearance reveals no not her first appearance but she reveals her powers in this issue Mm. and introduces a new villain Apogee sold 16 copies and had a high sale of $60 for a raw it looks like we got our FOC email just in time just in the nick of time from Eric Kyle you want to take that or Uh, I now have to go find that because you don't have that you don't have that up. No. I will find it in one second. Well, you do. We want to thank Eric for compiling these. Uh, mostly on time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he's late, but if you have any interest in getting on the FOC mail order, you can do so by reaching out to uh, him at Cowabunga Comics, Eric at Cowabunga Comics, to get on the list. You can check our show notes for links on how to sign up there. Um, it's Cowabunga Comics. It's also Deep Discount Comics where you get uh, your FOC stuff and you can place your pre-orders. There you go. Uh, of course, along with the FOC, Eric likes to pull out a few things that he sees some movement and some stuff on and feature them. So he's got things like Catwoman 2021 Annual Number 1 with a really cool-looking cover there. Flash Annual Number 1. Brendan Peterson on the cover of that. It's another good one. Sin City Deluxe Hardcover Volume 1. Hard Goodbye, the fourth edition from Dark Horse Comics. It's a neat looking book. Uh, we've talked a few times about Kanto. We have Kanto and the City of Giants, number three of that three issue series available as well. Black Cat Annual, number one. Uh, let's see here. Free Comic Book Day 2021, Marvel Silver Spider-Man Venom, number one. He's featuring one of them Free Comic Book Day books. That's pretty cool. Uh, Some Star Wars stuff from Marvel, the Legends Epic Collection. Uh, X-Factor number 10 from Marvel as well. And he's talking about things like their Shadow Man number three exclusive Jenny Frizen variant. Uh, from Valiant Books that you can only get through. Is that another one that you can only get through Deep Discount? Yeah, I think so. Yep, and Barbaric number one from Vault Comics. There's also some cool uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2021 Tron action figure box set. So it looks like some of the stuff that, since we didn't have much of San Diego Comic-Con, some of that swag is available to y'all if you want it. So, let's dig through and see if we can find some things. Start with our DC books. I was making a note to get some more of that um, um, Spider-Man Venom cover. Ah, Free comic book day. For 30 cents, can't beat that. No, not at all. Catwoman annual, and I, 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 what do you think about these annuals having both an A and a B cover? So an annual having a cardstock cover as well. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. No, not surprised. But at that point, you're getting, like Catwoman annual is a seven dollar book at that point. Yeah, 
Yeah, that is ridiculous. If you're going with cardstock. But some of them good. And Liam Sharp's a good-looking cover beat. Um, same thing with Flash. <laughs> ah, crap, I love that Flash. Cover B. Oh, no. <laughs> How much do you love it? No, I don't know. That'll be one of those last-second things I decide whether I want or not. But that's very cool-looking. Yeah, that is pretty cool. A lot of flashes there. Yep. Teen Titans Academy. Oh, that's a good-looking cover. And they get the, uh, they're doing the yearbook. The yearbook, yeah, exactly. Which is, which is fun. It's a fun little academy. I get it. Yeah. And so they're in line, and Red X is signing their yearbooks. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nothing too necessary for me for yeah. FOC there from DC. Down in um, Dark Horse, we have Parasomnia. What's that about? Uh, we've got Parasomnia number one from Andrea Muti. And this is a Dark Horse book from Colin Bunn. Um, who, of course, I love this Harrow County. Um, but this is uh, a book that he's doing with uh, Andrea Moody. Uh, it says, after his son disappears, a broken-down man braves a nightmarish dreamscape in order to find him and battles the ruthless cult that seeks to rule the land of dreams as the barrier between realities start to collapse. And looks pretty good. Might, might throw that one, one my way. Um, nothing else in Dark Horse. Take a look down IDW, see if anything pops out here. Uh, of course, Chris uh, crossover. Last chance to get crossover number seven, and this is where Chip Zdarsky comes in and hijacks the book. Um, I th we thought that was pretty funny, and there's a, a Chip Zdarsky p um, poster, missing poster on the cover. And the thing I love about that is this would be great to to take to cons to have. Now that we can get back to cons and have Chip uh, give it a sign, you know, that'd be very cool. Uh, let's see, other than that, um, we've got um, made, made in Korea that I was talking about earlier. It goes to a second print, which is cool. Uh, need it's, need it's, to see some going to second prints on things like that. Yeah. I didn't know how popular that series would be or not. Uh, the uh, the thing that's bumming me out a little bit is all the Walking Dead deluxes. Are, <laughs> I, I was okay with it when the first six went to second printings. Mm -hmm. um, I think I even bought them all because they were connecting covers, and I don't even know if these are connecting covers, and I don't want to know. I don't think, but they're also <laughs> doing one in twenty fives. Uh, so I, I have to crank out forty bucks for each one of these second yeah. printing one in twenty fives. And I mean, I was completing up to this point. I was, I had everything, mm -hmm. and that now I do not because um, I'm just not going to do that. So yeah, the uh, yeah the one in twenty fives are sketch, just simply sketch versions of the regulars, and they're all the headshots or whatnot. 
Yeah, they look like headshots of different characters. Um, like half half them and half zombie zombified. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, and maybe, but not chase the rabbit cool. No, I might. Maybe I pick and choose. Maybe I find yeah. you know one of my favorite characters and, and see if that something I want to do. I don't think so. They all look they all look pretty much the same. There so. you go. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to stop. And this may poison the well for the future on you a little bit. So yeah. Now, I, now I, the I uh, die me. has been cast. You are no longer the completionist, so... I mean, I don't know if I had, like, some naive sense that Kirkman wasn't um, mo a money grubber. But <laughs> it seems like just, just a, a money grab to me. Yeah, it seems a very odd place to just be like, hey, if you want all these, it's like 500 bucks. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe it's re the retailer that are pressuring him to do these. Maybe they, they like them. Yeah. You know, they, they seem to like variants. So, um, oh, well. Oh, well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. That brings us to our Marvel books. Wow, is is the Moon Knight poster the cover of uh, first issue? Yeah, that's pretty nice. <laughs> I look good on the old wall. Getting into free comic book day stuff, even some more items like the Marvel Gold Avengers Hulk number one, uh, Donny Cates as a free comic book day item as well. So a few things to look here. And the United States of Captain America. Uh, that's going to be an interesting five-issue series. Josh Torrio, Christopher Cantwell, Dale Eagle, Dale Eaglesham. So hopefully the art's already done. Yeah. Do you remember how late that Shazam book was all the time? There you go. So, here on the cover of Star Wars High Republic 6, we have the Garon Pride variant for B, and that shows our first, I believe it's trans characters for the Star Wars universe um, on the cover, and this being their first cover as well on that cover B. So, um, that one's going to be fairly sought out, I believe. Okay. So, that cover B being their first appearance on a cover. Down in Boom, we're getting uh, the Basilisk second printing for issue one. And a three covers for Many Deaths of Layla Star, issue four. Power Rangers, if you're interested in that. Mm. And Spectre Inspectors finishes up with its fifth issue. A fun little book from Boombox.
Barbaric gets a ton of covers from Volt. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. This is Mark Michael Moret Morrissey. Uh, Nathan Gooden. And Tim Seeley gets a polybagged cover D for Barbaric number one. Okay. Does it just look like a polybag or is it actually polybagged? Uh, we are not getting art or anything. We we get no hints whatsoever. Because hmm. then his book Money Shot number 12 has a black bag variant. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's similar. I don't know. Warning, this book contains human anatomy. Is that what that said? Yeah. <laughs> now we get Locust number one going to a second printing for Scout down there. Maniac of New York number two gets a second printing from Aftershock. We live number we one live getting gets a fourth print. That's awesome. Man. Third issue of Man Goat and Bunny Man. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Not the greatest FOC. But not the worst. You'll say I've seen a lot worse. Alright, let's head on over and um, see what the, our good friends at CBSI have to say about the Hot 10. Yeah, let's go over to comicbookinvest.com, click on their Hot 10, and find out what June the 4th has in store for us. And sure enough, at rank 1, we have Invincible, number 1 from our boy Robert Kirkman. Spoken about him quite a bit today, and today this is no exception. Um, two separate sales this week for nine eight copies: one for six thousand one hundred and fifty dollars, and the other for seven grand. The previous all-time high was back in April for thirty six hundred. Dang, just incredible for a book you could have picked up one year ago for a G, for one G. It's now six thousand. Now, um, one of the sites was poo-pooing this a little bit. Said these, both these books were listed buy it now for like $10,000 and these were the accepted amounts but neither one of them had been paid as of this listing interesting so they think they think it might be market manipulation so they're go they're going so far as to call conspiracy market oh manipulation mm -hmm. um I don't know if it's like maybe at this time next week uh, they will have been paid and it, <laughs> and it and it will still be a big rise. So, mm -hmm. um, so just uh, take some of these things with a grain of salt. Is what I'm saying. There you go. At rank two, Thor number two from 2014, fifty to sixty dollars. Okay, if no one else is going to say it, I will. This first full thing is kind of dumb. She is Thor right there on the cover of number one. Like every variant of that one too. And has the entire last page where she is named Thor. What more do you want? So, why is she being given her first appearance as number two? Who cares? 
Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense when they give a silhouette a first appearance mm-hmm. in other instances. So that they're not there's not a lot of consistency with um, collectors. No. Whatever you got to do. I'm at rank three, Amazing Spider-Man five sixty-five. Okay, I'm super hesitant to include this book because something seems way off. Raw copies sell for around twenty-five bucks. This is the first appearance of uh, Anna Anna. Kravinoff, but 9.8s have sold for 600 to 1,000, and 9.6 for 150. I don't hate the speculation portion of it, but trying to explain the price disparity is like saying that Tenet was easy to understand the timeline. We also have Action Comics 894 at rank 4. $50? It has been stated before, this is not the first appearance of death in the DCU continuity. Captain Adam 42 is. That being said, the cover is amazing. And does anybody really care about Captain Adam? Apparently not. Don't forget about the much more difficult variant that also has death on the cover, albeit not nearly as nice as this Finch cover. That is nice. I like it. Yeah. At rank 5 from 1996, X-Men 53. I have no idea why Onslaught is selling, but the price has moved from about $10 to 25 to 30 and 9.8s have hit $400 when it was only 175 about a week ago. At rank 6, we have Red Thorn number 1. Was cover price, now 30 to 40 As we have commented before, unless it is a show for HBO, Amazon, Disney+, Plus, or Netflix, it likely has no long-term prospects. This prop- property was optioned for some BBC network or something. Doesn't really matter. Flip it if you got it. I remember these used to be all over our quarter bins. Mm-hmm. I did not care then. <laughs> Looking to care now. At rank 7, Black Panther number 22 from the Christopher Priest 2000 run. First Killmonger as Black Panther. I would give the chances of this happening at about a 10% chance or less. If it happens, then those buying in at the current $50 and more mark will look like geniuses. Otherwise, they could have spent a nice evening at a baseball game this weekend for that money. Yeah, look at that Moon Knight on the cover, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you have this? No. Jeez. Didn't know it existed. Wonder Woman Future State, number one. Joel Jones writing and art. Interesting. I would not have thought that any of these DC Future State books would have stuck, but this one has. This was selling for around 10 to 15 and has doubled this week to over 25. And unlike the Thor number two above, the free preview is not the same situation as this. Do not, uh, so don't try and compare those two situations. Hmm. Who'd have known a Future State book would do something? Basilisk number one, the Jonas Scarif Virgin variant, one per store. This Cullen Bunn written book, $40 plus. If this keeps selling, I guess they will keep making them. They're a nice bonus for the stores. Boom is on a roll. And at rank 10, Blackjack Demon number one, $15 to $20. Never even heard of uh, literati. 
Literati Publishing. Sorry, my little glare right there. Sounds like a good old revenge story. I can't imagine that many stores order this outside of the big ones. For all you variant haters, this one has none. Um, I don't remember this at all, do you? No. This must have been deep in the back half of previews yeah. and we never saw and it not on not an FOC item, yeah. Yeah. And our honorable mentions, we have Batman Vengeance of Bane, number one. For those that have not noticed, 9.8s of this are now over $725. This is more than double the start of the year, and it has increased in price month over month for five straight months. And another honorable mention, we have the Santa Claus Funnies, number two. An old 10-cent book here. Walt Kelly on art. Huh? This doesn't look like most of the GA books that they put on here. This one is crazy, though. It's a 7.5 copy sold for $2,600 this week. Only about 15 to 18 times the OSPG. Who doesn't love Santa? But what is with the weird bird on the cover? Who knows? That's very strange. Yeah. Well, some hot stuff there, and uh, we need to find out what uh, this week's hot stuff might be. So let's take a look at our sneak peek, and we'll start with DC. Yeah, we're heading over to LunarDistributions.com, and let's see what DC has to offer for us this week. Batman Fortnite 0.1, going to a third print. Get your codes here, peoples. Get your codes, get your codes. Batman Fortnite 0.1, number four, going to a second print. Uh, Tom Taylor's Batman the Detective is on its third issue. Batman Urban Legends. You know, as much as I complain that DC puts a lot of eggs in the Batman basket, mm -hmm. a lot of these books are good. Yeah, a lot of the covers <laughs> are great, too. I read, a, I read a high percentage of them, <laughs> and uh, they're all pretty darn good, so... I know I complain about it, but <laughs> I, I, I also like them. Yeah. DC Pride number one gets a one is a one shot. Um, looks like they're gonna have fun with that one. Is that gonna be expensive? Is that like a nine ninety nine book? Yeah. Yeah, that that was one of the overpriced books. Dan Mora on the cover of Detective is just glorious. Yeah. Lee Bermejo on the cover B is glorious. I don't know how you choose. They're no, just so that good. Lee Bermejo is crazy good. Yeah. And every single one of those Joker number four covers are awesome. Yeah, they're all great. And I, I don't know how you choose those either. So those, oh, yeah. those are fantastic. Um, Rorschach's having fun. It's on issue nine. Those are great covers. Mm hmm. For those of you who missed out on Sweet Tooth and want to catch up before the show pops out, um, the compendium is available, and it is how much? 60 bucks, and it collects all issue 1 through 40. 40 bucks in one? That's pretty cool. It says it's a, uh, in a new story-only collection. That places, mm. the, so that means they ripped out all the covers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so you start, and then it just this is one continuous story. No I breaks. guess that would be full. That'd be all right. Yeah. 
Anything else for our lunar friends? No, I don't think so. Alright, let's head on over to Previews World and start with our image books. There's that ant number 12 we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. that we didn't understand. That's finishing up before it launches. Yes, 14 years after the pre previous issue was published. And this here prints. Uh, Birthright finishes up with issue 50. I'm excited about this good Asian, uh, the second issue. I'm really excited about that. The first issue was so good. If number two is as good as that, man, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Carmen is on issue four. You, you said you read the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. I read the preview uh, pages. Preview. And um, uh, you, you did you read Assassination? Uh huh. Did you like it? Yeah. Same style. Gotcha. Really good. So, uh, I dug it a lot. <laughs> the Pride Month variant is awesome for uh, Trigger Keaton. <laughs> I don't know if we... Did we have that visual? I've, that's the f <laughs> it's the first I've seen that. Let's I think that would be burned in our minds. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Uh, from Dark Horse, we have Secret Land number one. And I think we passed on this. Cause yeah, we read it and read it twice and just went, nah. Yeah, didn't do it. <laughs> Whoa. TMNT ongoing number 117. Uh, the Sophie Campbell cover A is a pretty wicked Jenica cover with a uh, Yet to see a turtle playing electric guitar, so that is dope. Yeah. I saw someone um, just railing against Jenica, killing killing his uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, destroying mm -hmm. the, destroying them. I mean, we lived through the Venus de Milo stages back in the day, so I don't want to hear it. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting second printing of Beta Ray Bell number two. They're just taking internal art and putting it on the cover now. I kind of like that. I kind of like that too. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That saves you a new cover artist. Yeah. It it and but for us speckers, we like the new cover. Mm hmm. I like it. Do that. Do that yeah. more. And it actually, that for once, the cover actually reflects what's going on inside. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Heroes Reborn, Night Gwen number one. She looks derpy on both covers. I'm just, that's weird. Yeah. I think you would like Heroes Reborn. Yeah. I Yeah, it's, it's been pretty good so far. I've been, what have I read, three issues, I guess, of it mm -hmm. so far. Um Maybe four, and yeah, I think I think you'd dig it. Yeah, I like the the Squadron Savage looks cool with uh, cloak and mm -hmm. and Electra and stuff like that. Web of Spider Man coming back with a five issue miniseries that might be fun. But then again, so I've, I've 
I've been uh, uneven some of the Spider-Man stuff mm -hmm. that they've cranked out. Man, I'm not seeing a lot of stuff jump out at me. Where are you at? Star Wars books. You're still looking at Star Wars books? Yeah. I'm looking at a uh, bunny mask down here from Aftershock. Mm -hmm. That looks pretty good. Um, you know, Aftershock's been pretty solid. And this is Paul Tobin uh, doing this here with really four books. After Aftershock, yeah. Yeah, so, and we get Andrew Moody on there. Um, looks pretty darn cool. I like that one a lot. Cherry Blackbird, I think, was one I talked a little bit about during FOC uh, unknown um, writer artist uh, mm -hmm. jo Joseph Smalky at least for me it's part of their black caravan imprint um, but it's uh, you know I like rock band comics there you go I've read a few of them and I've seemed to always like them um, this is polybagged and 18 plus so that's also got me oh, yeah, written all yeah, over yeah. it, so that's very tempting. Freak Show number one from Behemoth Comics. A frozen apocalyptic story in the spirit of Mad Max, Fallout, and Borderlands. Wow. It's Tarantino. Yeah. Oh my. And that cover C is wackadoo. Yeah, that's... BMF has been on the rise. Yeah. And the print run's pretty usually pretty darn low. Mm. But Kyle, that might do it. Yeah. Which you one might... of us is taking the layup? Um, you can have the layup. Then I will say bunny mask number one. The bunny mask is the layup? Oh yeah. That's that's the that's the automatic. Why? I've already seen spec and people talking about this online. Oh, okay. Well then yeah. there you go. You can have that one. It, it's cover A? Yep. People like the A. Okay. And I'll take Cherry Blackbird number one. Um, that's pretty cool too. So we'll take a couple of small publisher books this week. Mm-hmm. And I like both of them. I like both of those. Books. Yeah, I was going to say they're both things I would read. So. Yep. I cannot beat that. Well, thank you guys for listening to Drew and myself. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's good to be back on the podcast. All kinds of really cool stuff going on in the world of comics. Uh, both stuff spiking in the secondary market and cool stuff coming out next week. I uh, want to thank you, of course. Find us on Patreon. Be part of the podcast. All kind of fun things. We've been talking about all kinds of books. Um, be them Silver Age, Bronze Age, Copper, what's coming up with the new things, future speculations, what's happening with X-Men books, what's going on with mutants, all that fun stuff we're chit-chatting with on there as well. Stuff we can't, unfortunately, fit into the podcast, but be part of that conversation. Find us on that. We thank you for Drew and for myself. See ya.